Well, hello, Kat. <laughs> hey, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. <laughs> we can we can confess to our listeners what we're laughing about is Kat and I just recorded for probably a good solid 35 minutes. And when we were done, we were like, that's an epic fail. And we yeah. probably will not air it. So just so you all know, we did the work and it still wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not that we weren't incredible. Oh, we were fantastic. It's yeah. just the topic maybe a the little topic. too raw. Yeah. Topics too raw and a little too touchy. Yes. A little too touchy. Yeah. But what are we going to talk about right now, Tanya? Um, ADHD. Because mm-hmm. who doesn't have a little bit of that right now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it goes along a little bit with spring. It goes along a mm-hmm. little bit with the increased Vata in the air. It goes along with, I don't know, it just feels like, yeah. And I... I think as I age, it's getting worse or as I am, you know, physically, emotionally tired from all the stressors, when I do shut off, I feel like I miss things. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, wait, what did you just say? Like, <laughs> I, like, I'm totally not in it. Like, I'm like, where the yeah. hell did I go? Like, yeah. Well, so, it is a change in seasons too. So I do think that for whatever reason, this time of the year, I think we all tend to be a lot more Vada. You know, yeah. when we're moving from spring into summer, you know. Yeah, it is change of seasons. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. So ADHD on its, you know, base medical is attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you hear it referred to when uh, they're diagnosing kids in schools. And, you know, my heart kind of bleeds a little bit when I feel like sometimes I feel it's on the one hand underdiagnosed when students need it. And then I feel like on the other hand, it's overdiagnosed when maybe we could just deal with the behavior that's happening. So it's, again, this is a very raw conversation. And I am not saying that if you have been diagnosed or your child has been diagnosed with ADHD, that it was misdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Not one bit. But I also know on the flip that there are times where we're like, this child needs to be diagnosed properly because this child is falling through the the cracks or struggling. Yeah, 100%. And then on the flip, we're like, well, that child, you know, maybe didn't really need it and certainly doesn't need to be medicated for it, maybe needs some special attention, right? So then there's also that whole conversation. And I, you know, Kat and I, who are feeling very sensitive from our last recording, we don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) Exactly. If you feel like we're offending you, then either please step up and tell us, explain to us your side, because we want to hear all of the sides. Mm -hmm. But just for what we're presenting today, I'm going to just try and take it down the facts And just try and keep it as neutral as possible. Well, and you know, one thing that's interesting, you mentioned the child running crazy through the, um, through the, through life. And I think that's what most people think about when they think of someone with ADHD is, you know, a young boy running crazy and running in crazy circles out of control, but it really could be someone that's sitting next to you in the office, or it could be a close friend. It could even be your spouse that may have it. And they just don't have those kind of classic symptoms because a lot of people are ADHD. Yeah. And I think that 
there, because of the way we've seen diagnosis change in the last 10 to 15, 20 years, compared to when we were young in school, and, you know, ADHD wasn't maybe talked about as much as it is now, right? So it's changed in how it's reflected out. But I think one of the things that's important for us to talk about is the differences like, right, because there is a difference between attention deficit versus sort of the impulsivity and the hyperactivity side. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's also been, I shouldn't say I think, there has also now been ways of diagnosing so that they can really hone in on which part of the ADHD that you or whether it's adult onset, Mm -hmm. whether it's childhood development, like whatever the case. And then I think once we talk about those facts, then I think we should talk about what are some of the things that are happening to us, even though we're not ADHD, but that we're, Mm -hmm. we're planting ourselves in situations that make us feel that way. And mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with technology and stimulation. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that we're doing to ourselves that are making us feel that way. And there are things that we can do to help combat that. So mm-hmm. we'll take it down the path. AD, the attention deficit part, inattention, careless mistakes, lack attention to detail, difficulty paying attention doesn't listen when spoken to, fails to follow through with instructions, difficulty organizing, avoids tasks that require attention, loses things, forgetful in daily activity. The list goes on and on and on. And now how many of us could be, well, I did that. I did that yesterday. I forgot, you know, to Mm -hmm. stop the grocery store and pick up A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. So careful. don't self-diagnose there, yeah. guys. <laughs> I was going to say, be careful in mm-hmm. noting when it is a, you know, a once in a day, you know, oops, I had 86 things on my plate and I forgot 84, right? So there's a difference in when we do it once in a while versus, and I've seen it with, you know, people in my life where it's a daily battle like I can't get through this like I I don't I can't focus I can't I can't see it I can't read it I can't even get to the end of the sentence and I feel like I have to reread the sentence again like it's not sticking and that level of frustration can be really debilitating Mm -hmm. when, when you're really truly dealing with the effects of AD and ADHD Mm-hmm. Well, and 5% of adults have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And we really don't think about it because generally people are diagnosed with it before the age of 12, usually. Yep. Yeah. 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 So let's move on to the impulsivity and the hyperactivity side. Mm-hmm. The impulsivity and the hyperactivity side is like that real fidgety and that squirmy, the leaves the seat inappropriately, feels restless, unable to participate quietly, acts as if being on the go is normal, talks excessively, blurts out an answer before being asked difficulty waiting turns interrupts people. Now, this again, have to be super careful, like don't go diagnosing yourself because yes, Mm -hmm. you interrupted your friend while they were talking like, okay, yes, it does happen on occasion. It doesn't mean that you have a hyperactivity disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, I have three people in my family who are leg shakers. 
and they are constantly shaking their legs. And now, likewise, this is a classic sign of hyperactivity, but it doesn't mean that all leg shakers have ADHD. Mm-hmm. So also being careful to acknowledge that we have to fail multiple points, not just one point. Right. Perfect and, point. Yeah. And we have to fail multiple points many times in a day, not just, oh, I did that last Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we probably all all did. Yeah. So where we kind of tend to draw the line is when it affects you in your home, when it affects you at school, when it affects you at work, when it affects you in social situations, Mm -hmm. like when it becomes debilitating for you, it's time to address it. And I say you because we're assuming that most of our listeners are adults and Mm -hmm. most of us maybe have never been diagnosed with ADHD but we know there are times where we're like, wow, I'm so distracted right now, right? Mm-hmm. And there may be some people who are also our listeners who are like, yeah, actually, I was diagnosed with ADHD and I battled it for a really long time, right? And so, you know, kudos if you are managing it and working on the other side of it. And mm-hmm. don't feel bad when you backslide because that's also part of life, true. Mm-hmm. But... Some of the things that we know can contribute to it, and this is to the average Joe who has not maybe been diagnosed with ADHD or is not currently being treated for it, but we know full well, you and I brought up TikTok on that mm-hmm. last episode, is that you know, we can get sucked into social media. This is a contributor to our ADHD. Uh, we also have... TV and Netflix binging or binging of shows of any kind where we can lose hours of time, mm-hmm. right? Like that's in atten- that's inattentive to your life. It's maybe attentive to the television, but it's yeah. not attentive to your life, to your relationships, to your mm-hmm. kids, to your family. Cell phones. You and I have talked about this. Like literally be in conversation with somebody and it beeps on your watch and you look at it, you take your eyes off the conversation, you get distracted by what was on your phone. And now all of a sudden you've just interrupted the person without actually using words. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this made them feel less important. Made them feel less important. So Mm -hmm. it's really tricky. Like it's Mm -hmm. really tricky because of the stimulation that we have out there. Mm -hmm. And we are so overstimulated in this society, but a lot of times people with ADHD crave a lot of a lot of stimulation and excitement, so they just can't stand doing the ho hum routine tasks at, of everyday life. Um, so it can take them a lot longer to get through pro- projects and get through work and get through their days just because of that. The distractions alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so 
what I think is interesting is when we take it off of the path of, okay, yes, there are a lot of people we know who can clinically be defined as ADHD, but then there are a lot of other people who can't. And so this conversation is kind of for that the regular person who is not clinical, but mm-hmm. who is noticing, oh my gosh, I am being so distracted these days. I've got so much going on. I totally, like I think about my parents. I was baby number five. By the time I was in middle school, my parents were full into their business. They had a kid in college. They had, you know, they were running here and there. And I can remember sitting at the ball field and my parents forgot to pick me up. And mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, I was so wounded by that. It was so yeah. wounded. I was like, what? My parents don't love me. They <laughs> Right. But now I look at it and I'm like, oh, scratch my head. And I'm like, oh, I totally forgot I was supposed to do that for my kid the other day. Yeah. And oh, my gosh, I totally forgot I was supposed I was supposed to call my friend. And, you know, so, yes, we do get distracted. Mm-hmm doesn't make us clinical, but I think some of it that is important to discuss is how closely related some of the distracted feelings of ADHD reflect in anxiety disorders, reflect in depression, and other mental wellness disorders or mental illness disorders Mm -hmm. because you think about when a person has anxiety it's like that same feeling that maybe somebody who has ADHD is this rising intensity of oh I'm not doing something I, I, I think I forgot something or you know like it's that same feeling that same rush of intensity right and so there is so much that needs to, if you're feeling any of these symptoms, needs to be discussed with a care provider, a therapist, with a doctor, where you can say that these are kind of how I'm feeling because you don't want it to be misdiagnosed. And there are some really lovely testing tools out there to help you sort of get in touch with, you know, what levels you're dealing with and and what is really the root cause of the feelings that you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, if for the people that have been diagnosed, um, one thing that they might find that is helpful to them is yoga. I know we'd love to talk about yoga, but uh, (laughs) it, you know, is a practice that is a great way to improve your focus, improve your mood, help you relax and improve your attention. So it really deals with the components that people with ADHD actually struggle, struggle with, and they suffer with. Yeah. So it's, you know, from a biological standpoint, yoga can help balance the production of neurotransmitters in the brain and reduce stress levels. So that can help them as well. Absolutely. And I love that you took us there because that's where I was going to next was like, (laughs) what are, what are some of the things that we can do? And yes, Kat and I are going to say, you know, meditation, journal, yoga, like those are our go-tos because mm-hmm. we know we've seen their effects in our life. But on the on a basic level, first of all, decrease your screen time, yeah. whether it's phone, whether it's television, but decrease some of that stuff that's coming at you. Um, and, and you and I both know this because there have been times where we have reached for our phone with the intention to do one thing. And the minute the screen lights up and we see all the other notifications, 
we go down and click through those notifications and we completely forgot what we actually picked up our uh -huh. phone to do in the first place. I did right? that today. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yes. Does it make you clinical? No. Does it make you normal? Yes. But can you change that? Sure. First of all, turn off some of those notifications. You don't need the news notification if the news is stressing you out. Like, turn off the notifications. <laughs> I just said that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to tell them why now. Because <laughs> Kathleen actually started out our podcast this afternoon scrolling through and she's like, I just read it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she's reading her notifications on her yeah. phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But so the other one of the other things that we can do to help with any of the feelings that we're feeling, whether it's anxiety or, you know, depression or ADHD is to get exercise. And, you know, if yoga isn't in your wheelhouse, we encourage you to try it. Um, but if, if anything, a walk, get outside, mm -hmm. you know, put your feet on the ground, go sit in the grass, have some downtime, some quiet meditation time, try and get in control of your breathing, some pranayama, if you know what that is. But then also, friends, goes back to that topic that we were talking about on the last episode that was too raw for us to share. But watch what your food intake is. Be mm -hmm. careful about how much sugar you're putting in, how much caffeine you're putting in. If you know that there are stimulants in your life that are affecting you and your it just completely. Um, I've got spam calling me now. Um, potential spam twice. Oh, I'm sorry. Go back to be careful of what you eat because it okay. completely blanked you out. Okay. So be careful about what you're eating. So if you know that your inclination is to go to sugar or you know that your inclination is to go to caffeine, be super careful about what some of those stimulants are that you're putting in your body because those stimulants are also going to increase your reactivity. Move your mic back up a little bit. Okay, perfect. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also decrease your alcohol. It's not helping your ADHD or your depression. Yeah. And now I said that very gently. <laughs> In addition, you know, ask for help. If you feel mm -hmm. like this is something that you're really, really struggling with, it's affecting your work life, you just aren't being able to make it through, talk to someone about it. Like, this is not something that you need to be ashamed of. This is something that, you know, doctors are working with all of the time now. Mm -hmm. Be open and upfront with it. And it's easily treatable. I mean, it's something that there are um, different kind of techniques and medications that and why would someone not want to be helped if they can? So don't be afraid to tell your doctor. And they may say, oh, that's just normal life changes. You know, everyone, at, you know, that has, you know, three little kids running around and a full-time job and a side gig is experiencing. But at the same time, they may look into it a little bit deeper. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, also just give you some clues and some lists and some resources for things that you can do to try and counteract some of that. And again, there's there's a lot to be said, again, for leveling 
this diagnosis? Like, are you low level? Like, is this something where you could try some homeopathic and holistic ways to managing it? Is this something that has become quite clinical? And to your point, maybe some medication for a time until you get grasp of it again, and then you can try and work yourself back down. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if not treating it becomes dangerous to you, becomes dangerous to your relationships, risks you losing your job, which might risk you losing your home. I mean, there's, there's levels to the degrees of severity and, you know, also levels to the degrees to which we can treat it. So ask for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have any books. Do you have any books? I don't have any books. Um, I don't. Website resources? Can we jump on and find something really quick, maybe? Yes, let's see. Because I'm like, we're at like 19 minutes. Are mm -hmm. we even at 19 minutes? Oh, we're at 20. So if we could just throw on some resources, maybe. Um, There is um, a website... Um, ADHDAwarenessMonth.org that has all kinds of resources listed and um, it has a lot of stories and art and myths and facts. So that's a website you might want to check out. Um, there is also, if I can find it, where is it? Why is it not taking me? ADHD. Um, there is the ADHD.org. Nope, I lied. That's dental hygienist. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so there is one um, called Discover Health Info. Mm, maybe I'm lying too. Look at us being sucked into some bullshit. I know. You can check on WebMD. They have a great article on ADD versus ADHD. And I got quite a bit of good information on that. Also on Yoga Journal, there are, you can just get on Yoga Journal and search ADD and ADHD. And they have um, quite a few different articles about yoga's help with ADD and ADHD and even some flows that can help with that. Oh, I love that. A yoga mm -hmm. flow for it. I think now that you mention it, there's a yoga flow in the Iyengar holistic mm -hmm. health book, but there's two I'd like to bring up uh, websites on holistic health. One of them is called modernholistichealth.com, And you can also Google in their ADHD um, and then the other one that I really like to use is the holistichealing.org. And they also have a section on ADHD. But if you know that this is, you know, a, um, a path where you would like to try the holistic and natural ways to help yourself, um, you know, seek. You are frozen. I don't know if you can hear me or not. 